This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Welcome back to the program. Ramya Mufin, Kelly McDonald. We are the hosts. Thank you very much for being here. Remember to check out the Kelly and Company podcast. Subscribe using your favorite podcatcher. You can listen to the show in segment form, or if you'd like, listen to the complete Kelly and Company podcast experience, where you can listen to the audio vanity card tacked on the end of the complete show, or just enjoy settling back while you're doing something else and taking the show in. If you listen to the segments, of course, you may have your favorite contributor, community reporter, or a segment that maybe you came in partway through and want to go back and check it out. Subscribe using your favorite podcast platform. And if you would, while you're in there, maybe give us a rating and review. It's time now, as we do every uh, Monday at this time, to have our Know Your Rights segment with Danielle McLaughlin. Let's examine questions that can't be answered by a simple yes or no. Join me, Danielle McLaughlin, when we talk about how freedoms collide on Know Your Rights. So I generally start the day, Danielle, with my news gathering. Of course, today, coverage of the funeral uh, was was very much forward uh, with the funeral being held for Queen Elizabeth II today, an official day of mourning here in Canada. Can we talk a little bit about this day, what it means for Canadians and, and uh, you know, it, start with things like, is it expensive to give all federal employees a paid day off? Is it worth doing? Well, I think that's an important question. Um, you'll notice that only several provinces have made it a provincial holiday as well, right. a one-time holiday. Um, but the federal government, probably because uh, so many of them went to Westminster to to the funeral, but um, they they made it a federal holiday. So you know, any of your uh, activities that involve the federal government couldn't be done today because the offices were all closed. Uh, think about how many people work for the federal government. It's quite a few, and giving them a paid holiday is very expensive. And it also means that things that would have happened uh, today got put off to another time. Um, it it really is quite significant. Now, for some people, you know that's you know that's just not important. the The important thing is to pay respects to the late queen, right, and also to, you know, get a real sense of, um, you know, what the monarchy looks like. Uh, I think that people in Ontario, for example, expected that they would be getting the day off as well and were surprised to find that it was an official day of mourning, which meant that, you know, flags would be at half-mast on Mm -hmm. provincial buildings, um, but that people were showing up to work as expected, as usual, nothing nothing different there. Um, Is it worth doing? That is really a difficult question. You know, some people feel that one of the things that holds Canada together is the fact that the queen, the late queen, was the queen of Canada. The current king is now the king of Canada. And that whatever party you belong to or don't belong to, whatever your ethnicity, you know, you will understand that the the royalty, the monarchy, you know, are up at the head of, of everything. Other people don't feel that uh, that is worth doing because, um, you know, they are amongst the richest folks on earth and um, that that money didn't come from nowhere. So, you know, where did it come from? That's that's a a really good question. Now, 
you know, some of the, it was the smaller provinces that gave um, their employees the day off, whether, you know, if that's relevant or not, you can decide for yourself. But, um, you know, why, why some and not others? I think it may have to do a bit uh, with the diversity of that particular province. It may have to do with, you know, how strongly the provincial government feels about the monarchy. Um, so the, these are questions we're not going to be able to answer. And, you know, now that the day is, is coming to a close, um, I really wanted to know whether the two of you had actually got up at five o'clock this morning to listen or to watch the the funeral. Because I I, I tend to wake up at five o'clock anyway for some mm. completely unknown reason. I thought, well, I'm awake. I'm going to turn it on. <laughs> and um, I was I really wondered whether it would have described video. Yeah, so I couldn't. Yeah. Did you find it? No, um, no. The the most recent thing I can think of is the I'm not even sure about the Jubilee, the 70 year mm-hmm. uh, Jubilee. But uh, it was the wedding of Harry and Meghan that was described by Ira. So it was a kind of a third party ah. situation and it was uh, described and you can stream it. And that was quite interesting to watch because of just everything, right? All the different elements from... Oh my goodness. Yeah, yes. aesthetic to people to, you know, what goes on. Um, but not this one. We didn't hear anything about it. No, the only word I saw on Twitter was BBC is great for covering it. So maybe if people listened uh, or watched on the BBC channel, maybe uh, my understanding is uh, we didn't have it with CBC and I don't know what the others. And again, I'm not 100 percent sure that that's accurate. It definitely wasn't. Um, yeah. I know if the radio was was yeah. was, was good. I while working had it on and they seem to be mentioning certain things to the degree of wardrobe and descriptions and yeah. stuff like that. No, no. But more descriptions of area and things like that. Mm. Um and, mm-hmm. and, and of course, telling us little anecdotes for the music and so on. Yeah. Isn't it wonderful that radio exists? I mm-hmm. really, yeah. you know, yeah. you know I, I'm a big, a big fan of the audio. But, you know, I did watch the BBC and I must say I was mystified because there wasn't enough description because they felt that it was such a solemn occasion that speaking over it would be in some way disrespectful or inappropriate. And I thought, well, that's quite interesting. Speaking of the whole notion of respect and appropriateness, I'd I'd like to talk about protests because we know that there have been few, and I mean only few, protests during all of the the things that have gone on since since, uh, Queen Elizabeth died. Um, in Scotland uh, and also in England, there were several anti-royals protesters. Now, you have to understand that anti-monarchy uh, protesters probably date back to Henry VIII, maybe right, before that. Yeah. There have, you know, as long, <clears throat> pardon me, as long as there's been a monarchy, there have been people protesting the fact that there's a monarchy. Mm-hmm. There are people who feel that, that it's extremely undemocratic. Um, when... Uh, Charles was proclaimed uh, king, somebody yelled out, I think they were at Oxford at the time, and I believe the person was a lecturer at Oxford. He he, he yelled out, who elected him? Oh dear. Well, of course, kings and queens aren't elected. Right. Um, yeah. He was uh, uh, stopped by the police. 
Um, he was not arrested, but he was detained for a period of time, a period of time in which he, and I believe he was a lecturer in law, um, tried to explain to the police <laughs> why he had said what he said, how he had the right to say what he said. Um, and this created some conflict. Now, during the time that the uh, Queen's body was in Scotland um, and there was a procession, uh, including all of the Queen's children, uh, someone from the crowd yelled out some um, unpleasantries towards Prince Andrew. You can well imagine what that might have been mm-hmm. about. Yeah, for sure. Um, he was pulled out of the crowd immediately and arrested. Um, another person uh, held up a sign saying, not my king. This was a person who was not violent, was simply standing there. This person also was arrested. Now, we know that one of the things... side the police is on. Mm -hmm. Well, isn't that interesting? So you have to ask now, if they had actually been disruptive, and there's a really difficult definition of disruptive here. We don't really know what it means. Does it mean any breach of protocol, if it's uh, meant to be a silent... Um, you know, procession, and somebody says something, no matter what the content is, would they be subject to arrest? Or sneezes um, or whatever. Well, I think they'd probably let you sneeze because they'd assume that was non-volitional. <laughs> but the, the question is, if you hold up a blank sheet of paper, as did the person who, who um, yelled out who elected him, um, they, the police said to him that if he had written on that blank piece of paper, not my king, as others have done, um, they would have arrested him. And, of course, the first thing anybody who is arrested wants to know is what for? Yeah. You know, what What, what right. are the charges? What did I violate? Why? What are you arresting exactly. me for? Exactly. Because, you know, contrary to the uh, knowledge of, of some people I have met, the police can't actually arrest you if you haven't done anything that's against the law. Right. right. So the assumption is that there is a law here. Well, it turns out that following the um, nasty and loud protests in Ottawa this winter, the British instituted some new uh, breach of uh, noise law, uh, laws. So normally municipalities will have anti-noise bylaws. But the the British actually put into place laws, not bylaws, and not only do these laws or can these laws apply to a group of people making prolonged noise and disturbing the peace, it can apply to a single person shouting. Uh, Get and it, out! Right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I was I was quite shocked to learn that. And it all really depends on the discretion of the police. So. We know that, you know, they, they, that they are, simple. right? They're, yes, they're, they are their majesty's uh, police. Um, but does that mean that they will not allow freedom of expression? Well, one of the things that police are required to do uh, anywhere in a democracy mm-hmm. is protect people's rights. Right. And one of those rights is freedom of expression. Yeah, right. But so the, the democracy, police, you know, what's really interesting as you continue to deep dive into this democracy yeah. seems further and further away and the monarchy, because it's the, the highlight of what's going on. It's like you're, you're starting to see, you know, if you're not a fan of the monarchy, get out of here. That's the the message that the the police are sending 
uh, at first glance. Well, it sure looks like that, mm-hmm. Ramya. Um, and you know, one of the things we've learned is is that this funeral was probably the highest security event ever right. in Great Britain. And if well, I look mean, at if the you, people you had there, right? yes, exactly, all the prime I ministers, mean, the kings, queen, you know, is a lot of people. everybody. Yeah, all the uh, most, not all, but most of the the world leaders were in Westminster Abbey. Um, most of the heads of military, uh, you know, there were so many important people, and 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 there were also just regular passers-by. The I'm sure that you've heard of the queue, and the queue was this long, long lineup of people who just wanted to walk past. The queen, the queen's casket when she lay in state in Westminster. Kilometers Hall. long. Yes. Yep. Kilometers, many kilometers long. And it turns out that in order to even get into the queue, you had to pass through airport-like security. So they weren't just letting, you know, anybody who felt like walking past, walk past. They, you know, they had to know who you were. They had to know what you had in your bag. It was going to be checked through. Um, and, and they were very, very careful because, again, this would be a situation where they... Somebody could have, if uh, they felt like it, taken out the entire monarchy mm-hmm. of, of Great Britain. Um, apparently, the people who were standing on the roadsides during the funeral were not being checked. However, there were helicopters and sharpshooters on top of all of the buildings. So that if anything had happened, um, you can bet they would have been taken out very, very quickly. All of this security makes sense when you think about who was there right. and and, right. and in such close quarters. But does the clamping down on expression make sense? Um, you know, it's a very solemn event. There's no no doubt about it. We haven't seen anything like it in our lifetimes. But what do you think about people who are choosing this very solemn event? to protest the mm-hmm. monarchy. Mm-hmm. What's your, your view? Is is it an appropriate time to do it or is it an inappropriate time? You know, when we think about uh, a private funeral, right, like friends and family gathered around, mm-hmm. uh, yes, you. I feel like it would be appropriate if someone were to make a scene for whatever reason uh, for, for them to, to be escorted out, right? Because people are mourning. People are not yeah. well. And so... In that sense, I can say there is some level of understanding and empathy. Uh, But on another point, for someone who isn't saying much, they're they're holding up a blank piece of paper or holding up a a sign to protest. But are you really going to say, yeah, the noise laws? (laughs) <laughs> don't oh, don't allow it anymore. Can, it's the only thing you can use, Are you right? Kidding? Well, so they you're going to use that they use to get breach you of away, the peace. right? Yes. And they're using that to yes. get you away, so that that can be thrown out later. They just want you yeah. away from the event. Okay, and let's say let's say we we play the cards and we say, all right, even that's understandable. We're right. mourning. Let's keep this peaceful. Where now are we protesting? Where we can. Uh, say what we need to say, express ourselves. Well, well, is, not, not only that, yeah. uh, Ramya, which is a brilliant question, but where can we protest so that we're in the limelight? Exactly. Because, you know, you you can protest inside your bathroom, yeah. but it's not going to make a whole lot of difference. You need to be someplace, if you're actually an activist, if yeah. you really want to make a protest that, that changes things, you want people to see you and hear right. you. Um, and as my old boss used to say, but not feel you or smell you. So, you know, <laughs> you, you need to be visible and audible. So if the police say, well, this is an inappropriate time, 
what better what time? time? Exactly. Yeah. And and what better time when the eyes of the world yes. are are on on this particular event? So and as we ask know, with every know your rights conversation, Danielle. And yes. then where do we start drawing the line? That's the right. line exactly. gets further, so, and further so away. So you've got a funeral, you've got a procession. Most of us know that that's where you draw the line. Um, and again, how much is someone saying? You know, what are they doing? There are people who are going to do grandstanding that is dangerous and violent. Somebody who is just, hey, that's not my king, uh, who's not even right. directing it at, you know, who who's passed on. But that king is in mourning. You hope that people say, you know what, there is a, there's got to be a better time, and a better, t- there are better times. You may not get the public display, but there are a lot of people saying stuff and and doing stuff along. But there are also many people who yeah. are doing it right. Yeah, well, it's a very difficult line. It so, is. you know, you, not everybody, uh, you know, can get media attention because they want it. Under circumstances like this, you would get it if you made a big fuss. But as you say, people are in mourning. Is that really an appropriate time to make a big fuss? I think that we're going to be hearing more and more about whether it's time to get rid of the monarchy as time goes by. They'll give yeah. Charles a few minutes to, to, to feel sad before they go after him. Well, I, I think one of the most interesting things and telling things that I, I saw on the news was asking students should they have had today off. Should we mm-hmm. have the the minutes of uh, the ninety six seconds of you know silence, silence. at one o'clock? Their reactions tell a lot, and was very interesting without meaning any disrespect. But of course, the question: Why, yeah. Danielle? Thank you. Thank you. That was Know Your Rights contributor Danielle McLaughlin talking to us about the role of the monarchy and freedom and of expression. Folks, coming up next, we wrap up the show and see what's coming up on Now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv in a couple of minutes. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider.